0: Oh, thank you. Um, now move about uh, one or two meters away from the center, but still facing each other. Okay. Both of us. Away from the center. Away from yeah. the center. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Okay. All right. So um, now... Uh, If you need a chair, this will be done mainly sitting down and uh, we'll be fetching mats and cushions. If you need a chair, uh, then uh, place yourself on the outside circle uh, facing in. Okay. You don't need to get it yet. Well, just, We'll get it in a minute. Now, what we're going to do is stare, stare at the floor beneath your feet and go get something to sit on there. If the person who needs a chair is your, uh, there uh, on the outside, there should be a chair in front of them. So if one of you has a chair, you should both have a chair. Otherwise... Uh, mats and cushions are fine or just cushions And if you are pregnant, I want you on the inside circle. That's why I started with Laurel because I could see she's pregnant. <laughs> inside circle. Okay? Now this is a a ritual uh, that will start with an intention and a sounding of ah the way we do in the Truth Mandala. But this is the explaining part. So in this ah ritual which we call the seventh generation it's also known as the double circle uh, we are going to Uh, The people on the outside circle facing in, you are yourselves of April 2011, of the present moment. And you people on the inside circle facing out, you are a human being of the seventh generation from now. That's roughly 200 years. So you're a human at 2211. And in this process, we are going to meet across 200 years, present-day generation talking with future generation, the seventh generation. How will we do that? Well, we're going to do that by going to a point outside of time. How are we going to get there? We're going to get there by sounding that seed syllable, ah, which stands for all that has not yet been said and for those without a voice. Once we get there, then you will choose to see the person in front of you, if you're outside circle, of course, as themselves, in April 2011. And you present-day people, you will choose to see You will choose to see the person in front of you as a future human of the seventh generation. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, There are going to be three meetings. You will meet three different people. It works this way. On the first meeting, the future person has something to say and a question to ask of the present day being. And that question... You present day person, you will hear it in my voice. I'm going to speak for them. But you are going to understand that that those words are coming straight from the heart mind of the person in front of you. Get it? After they've asked you a question, you're gonna answer and you're gonna answer talking to them out loud. And they're just gonna listen. You don't need to remember all this because I'm going to guide it. I want to give you an idea of the whole thing. After you've responded for a while, I'm going to ask the future beings to move one place to the right. So now everybody is facing a different someone else. And that process repeats itself. Again, the future being has a something to say and a question to ask, It'll be, which will be said in my voice. And when the present day being answers, you future ones, you don't talk, you just listen. This happens one more time, and then it is the turn of the future generation, the future human, to speak. And then the present day one just listens. I'll be guiding it through so you don't need to remember. But what I do want to state is this process uh, depends on two assumptions. I want to ask you to grant these two assumptions this as to work. One is that there will be humans in 20 to 11, 200 years from now. You may have decided in your rest of your life that this is unlikely or whatever, but for the purpose of this exercise, you're going to grant that there are humans. And secondly, that the human society, 200 years from now, has a cultural memory of the time we're living in right now. Now this says a lot. This means that the humans are not just scattered living in caves, but that they have sustainable communities. And you don't need to worry or think or discuss uh, the level of health, the level of technological support and comfort, the kind of economy, you don't need to know that. But you do know that they, so that means that they have reached a uh, life-sustaining society. Because uh, my assumption is that the industrial growth society is too far out of control now to last another two centuries. So if you're willing to grant that, uh, we can proceed. I'll take silence for consent. (laughs) And uh, you just remember who you are. Who are the present day beings? Raise your hands. And who are the future beings? Right on. Okay. So let us, uh, we're from... uh, full and sincere heart uh, make this intention may this uh, practice that we are doing together strengthen and inspire us for the work that is to be done for our world and the future generations. So be it. Okay friends, let's uh, fasten your seatbelts. We're going to rev up and go to a point outside of time by sounding ah. And let that ah syllable uh, be like a magic carpet that transports us there. So uh, let's uh, make it powerful. And don't be in a hurry to stop. Ah. We are there. We are there at a point outside of time. And now, you present-day ones, you're still yourselves, but you see the person in front of you as belonging to the seventh generation, to the year approximately 2211. And this person has something to say to you which you will hear in my voice. You know that it's coming from their heart minds. Ancestor, I greet you. And You might make you future ones, might make a bow or some expression of greeting. Ancestor, I greet you. It is amazing to me to see your face. All my life I've heard stories about the great turning I never thought I would see the face of someone who is actually taking part in it. But now that I am, there's something I want to ask you. Because what I've been hearing from my parents and grandparents and teachers, there are certain things that I find hard to believe. I, I really suspect they're making it up for dramatic effect or something. Some moral lesson to scare us. So I want to ask you whether these things are true. You know, forgive me, but they say that in the time you are living that there are some people, a few people who are richer than the richest ancient kings while billions They say that with a B. Billions of people who don't have enough food, fresh water, uh, shelter. They expect us to believe that. They say that there are bombs being made that can blow up whole cities at once. Well, we know about that because of what was left behind. But they say that you're knowing it while their bombs are being made at the same time. They say that there are whole species of plant and animal life going extinct. Well, we know about that. Gone is gone. But they tell us that people, you knew about it while it was happening. So, uh, what I want to ask you is, is it true what they're telling us? And if it is, well, what's that like for you? Would you tell me, please? So now you present day ones, you just answer while the future one listens. Take another minute. Take another minute. Continue what you're saying without spoken words, just heart-mind to heart-mind, the way we usually communicate between centuries. Now, you future ones, you acknowledge what you've heard and uh, formally, and you will take your leave and move one seat to the right. So now you present day beings, you choose to see the person who has appeared before you also as a human of the seventh generation from now. And you will listen as they say something to you. You'll hear it in my voice, but you'll know it's coming from them. And you'll answer again to them out loud while they just listen. Ancestor, I greet you. I never would have imagined that I'd have the chance to meet a person who is taking part in the great turning. It's just so astonishing because I've heard so much. But I still, even though with all I've heard, and we've heard all our families and teachers tell us, there's something I want to ask you. And it's not what you did in the great turning. Oh, we know that. You know, I was in a play about what you and your friends did. (laughs) But what I want to ask, they don't tell us. What were the first steps that you took? There must have been to get involved in that immense revolution. Even just to see that the current system you were in was on the wrong track, that must have been amazing. There must have been hardships and obstacles at the beginning. You must have felt so out of step or outnumbered. And so I'm curious can you tell me what were the first steps into the part you played in the great turning? I'm listening. take another minute Your words subside into silence and just communicate wordlessly, heart to heart, the way we usually do in deep time. And now you future ones acknowledge and express appreciation wordlessly for what you have been given to understand. And you will take your leave of this present day being and move one seat to the right. Well, you future beings, you're seeing yet another ancestor of the time of the great turning. And uh, you present day people, here's yet another human of the seventh generation. And again, they have something to say and ask. Again, you will hear it in my voice and answer out loud to them Ancestor, I greet you how wonderful it is to actually see your face. I've heard so much about your time and yet there's something still that I want to ask you that I haven't learned. Oh, you know, it's not about what you did. There's songs we have about what you, at least one song I've learned about what you and your friends did. But what I want to ask you is this. Where did you find the strength to keep on doing what you did? Because it's clear to us now that it's not so much what people did in the Great Turning that allowed it to succeed, but the fact that they didn't give up, that they kept on. That made all the difference. So I'm dying to know, where did you find the strength, the peace of mind, the steadiness of mind, the determination, the... uh, Well, we call it bodhicitta today, caring for the welfare of all. How did you keep that going strong for you year after year through such difficulties? Because that made all the difference. Do you know? Do you know where you find the strength? Tell me. Take another minute. you future being you have you stay right where you are you have listened to three ancestors from the year 2011 from the middle of the great turning and as you heard them thoughts and feelings arose in you and now is your time to speak directly back What is in your heart-mind to say to them? As if you could talk to all three now in talking to this one. You've had a glimpse of what it was like in uh, the darkness and confusion of the, that the great turning time held. What's in your heart-mind to say? And as you speak to them, bear in mind that very soon, in just a few minutes, they're going to go back into real time, back to that time when there still was so much work to be done. So what do you want to say to them? And now, you present day beings, you just listen for once. Take another minute. Continue what you're saying uh, without words, heart to heart, mind to mind. Good practice for communicating between centuries. All right. Well, now it's time for uh, you to take leave of each other. Stay where you're sitting. But what we're going to do is go back to real time. And we're going to go back the way we came by sounding ah. And on the way back, you future ones, you can shake off that identity because the truth is you belong to the great turning too. So, here we go. Ah. I don't think we quite got there, a little more. Oh, good. We just made it back. Here we are. Back. It is now uh, 5-17 on April 22nd, uh, 2011 in uh, Spirit Rock. Imagine we got right back. I don't think we lost anybody. So um, I would like us to turn now uh, and turn around so we're facing each other. Uh, so I, um, we have a few minutes for you to share any reflections from that experience with the group, should you wish. I have a. Will you be a runner?
1: Sure. I was um, from the future, and I was toggling between astonishment that we survived and gratitude for what people did to help us survive. And it was interesting to speak to somebody who's young, very young, and feel... I wanted to be able to speak. It was very frustrating to not speak. But This young person was frustrated in not knowing how to get out of the mess that she was born into. And I just wanted to encourage her that being here is knowing what to do to get out of the mess. That participating in this is fabulous. And almost everyone I spoke to from 2011 mentioned something we did this weekend as either a first step or a way to keep energized. Or It was just beautiful to see that I survived. And the gratitude was enormous. Thank you.
2: Um, I was that young person, (laughs) and I was from the present. And I just wanted to thank you, Joanna, because um, this was such a helpful practice. And I'm so, so grateful that I was from the present. Um, Because when we finished um, talking about that, I went up to Joanna um, when we talked about the three different pieces, and I said, you know, Um, I think one of the things that was left out of this was the huge radical shift in the way that we live. Like we really didn't talk about that. And I left a little bit feeling, um, I I understood every part of that, but I still didn't totally feel like it had taken, sunken in into what I need to do. And the questions that were asked made me think about it, made me accountable, made me think about what I could do. And um, yeah, this was just so priceless. Thank you. This has been so f- by far so far my favorite exercise that we've done on this retreat and I just wish I was from the future and I just caught myself wishing many times that we could just I could just keep traveling around the whole circle because just three people already I saw that they're all doing different things in their own paths of and I was like I'm really amazed to I don't know, It just given me a lot of hope and made it so that it is... I mean, I see it in my own life, too, but it's kind of more distilled because I you know so many people in different situations. But, but yeah, this is kind of like a concentration of, like, workers. And, yeah, if anyone wants to tell me their story after we finish, <laughs> I'll hear it.
1: I felt um, full of gratitude and compassion, really. Identify what role you were in. I, I was in the future. I Yes. And um, so I felt great compassion for this time and great, great gratitude for people's faith and doing the work. And I also felt great inspiration because in the future, it's not all simple and easy either. It's and so I needed I need that inspiration and encouragement also from those who've gone before me.
3: Um, when I was a future being, when I was giving advice to the, I was giving advice to myself um, of and hearing in the present that sense of isolation, that sense of um, doing it alone. And I know I can fall into that for myself. And just the, you know, there's so many people out there everywhere who want to help, who want to make a difference, who want to be part of that great turning. It is putting on your glasses slightly differently and looking and reaching out to those hands and those people around you and overcoming that sense of, you know, American individualism and just saying, yeah, we're in this together and just reach out across time, across culture, across race, across, you know, all those things. Um, so that's a big takeaway for me. Thank you.
4: Uh, I was from the present, and uh, for me, um, being with three people from 200 years from now actually made me think like, well, I guess it's possible because normally I wouldn't think so. And so actually that was really amazing and to look into their faces and say, wow, um, that that gave me the feeling of actually um, more responsibility and more wanting to be involved in the process. And the other thing was that um, when asked, one thing that um, that uh, I and my comrades did to help uh, make the change was that we did the elm tree dance once or twice a week.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I love it.
1: <laughs> this, this process... Um, had huge waves of extreme experiences for me. I started out the first one, I was the present. And um, just this horrible experience of like not ever having done enough. Just not ever having done enough. And then realizing I could make promises and I can use this exercise to just bring myself into a whole other level of engagement and activeness. And then as we went through the other ones, by the time I was done, I just had this deep appreciation for myself and what I have done and who I am and what I contribute all the time. It was really, it was just really amazing. So, Thank you.
6: I have spent the last several years going back and forth between trying to be out there and doing something and then just totally disengaging I get the Sierra Club magazine I won't read it because it just depresses me all the issues (laughs) or I watch Amy Goodman's newscast and then I quit for like eight months because I can't stand it (laughs) And I was present... uh, no, future today. And listening to all of you, it just made me realize that each little thing, even just little things, like recycling your plastic bags or taking your own bag to the grocery store, even those little things can create this wave of consciousness that moves across the land. And... I haven't spent a lot of time talking to people from other parts of the country, but I certainly know that that's been true in the Bay Area where, you know, a little movement starts and then pretty soon it's the thing to do and everyone's doing it and consciousness changes. So I feel more hopeful and I really, I love this exercise. It gave me a different perspective of looking at things. I'll try not to drop out as often anymore. (laughs)
4: Um, <clears throat> I just recently started um, painting. Painting. I just started painting last June um, as a way to express myself, and I never thought I was an artist. And I just, I'm so drawn to it. And I turned a room in my house, in my dining room, into a an art studio and All these months, I've been thinking, I I know that there's something that is going to be my voice, and I just don't know what it is. I want to find my voice in this medium. And I think I just found it.
5: And and you were the present. (laughs) I was the present, too, and... um, it reaffirmed that i do know things that i can do and that i've been working on this for a long time but one of the big things was i one of the to, in the answer to one of the questions i said we had to find other people who thought the same way we did and it's dangerous and hard because people will call you crazy or they might think you're subversive or dangerous and And so we have to talk to each other very carefully, but then when we find each other, we can reinforce each other's convictions. And we don't all have to be doing the same thing. And I have to know that what I'm doing is enough. And it's okay. And I have to take care of myself and meditate and take care of my body and relationships and stuff. But It reaffirmed, yes, I've been working on this.
4: Um <clears throat> I uh, with the la- I, I was the present, I was in the present, and um, I experienced in this in the last conversation being at a loss about w- what I was doing to keep going and to and um, I it was a it was just grace to be uh, told that, um, what, what, my, what the future said back to me was what I noticed across all of the three people that I talked to was that none of you knew how the turning actually happened but that it, what is clear is that it took all of you to do it and together you did it. Nobody individually knew. And that was like a it it was it it was so forgiving. I've, I've, it, it was uh it was a, a salve. It was a healing salve. Can I say something about dinner? What?
3: Can I say something about dinner? Yes. or lunch? Um because it's Earth Day. And um, I work a lot with food and food systems. And I've been going home, I live a couple miles down the road, Um, and I've been working on my garden as my working meditation in the morning. So I picked kale and mustard greens and some lettuces this morning and I gave them to the kitchen because I wanted you guys to be able to eat something from here because this is, um, this is my home and it's an incredibly beautiful place so you are that earth now too thank you
0: thank you, thank you. Thank you all uh, Yeah. <laughs> and uh, see you back at 7 and uh, thank you for the kale and mustard greens that will I'm going to tuck right into
5: them. <laughs> Wonderful. What should we do with the chairs? Should we move the
2: chairs back? Um, yeah, what well, should we set up for tonight? Yeah, let's, let's move everything back.
3: Thank you for listening.